53. Yeah, go ahead. Second paragraph to the end. All right. Hey, doctors and psychiatrists agree with our conclusions. One of these men, staff member of a world-renowned hospital, recently made this statement to some of us. What you say about the general hopelessness of the average alcoholic's plight is, in my opinion, correct. As to two of you men whose stories I've heard, there is no doubt in my mind that you were 100% hopeless apart from divine help. Had you offered yourselves as, as patients at this hospital, I would not have taken you if I had been able to avoid it. People like you are too heartbreaking. Though not a religious person, I have profound respect for the spiritual approach in such cases as yours. For most cases, there is virtually no other solution. Once more, the alcoholic at certain times has no effective mental defense against the first drink, except in a few rare cases, neither he nor any other human being can provide such a defense. His defense must come from a higher power. Thanks, Paul. Thank you, Michael. Well, that's obvious there because there's no mental defense because the problem resides in the mental, yeah? So that simple logic of Einstein and others that you're not going to find the solution to the problem from the system that's producing the problem, yeah? So it says the problem resides in the mind. And a lot of us are examples of what can happen when no human power can produce an effect, yet you get the effect produced, yeah? So then you go into the, the idea of a higher power, and then you start realizing, like step two, that something has done for us that what we couldn't do for ourselves, which was we were restored back to sanity concerning the insanity that precedes the first drink. Yeah. So, and really what to me a spiritual condition is, is an unsuspected inner resource until the mental condition gets diminished and then you start suspecting it and it goes way farther than suspecting the inner resource. You start having an intimacy, maybe as it, but let's say with it. Yeah. So uh, I don't think you need to work on your spiritual condition. I think there needs to be a loss of interest in self <clears throat> and self can't do that. Self cannot lose interest in self. It's more interest in self. So if self decides to take a two-year course, how to lose interest in self, that's a whole lot of interest in self, yeah? So you learn these simple uh, conundrums so you don't get caught in them, yeah? It's almost like being in the water. You're in the water and then there's uh, you're in a riptide. And if you are in a riptide, if you try to swim against the riptide, it doesn't work well. You go with the riptide, I think. I don't want to give the wrong advice, but there's another approach. So what really is important is the warnings about how the mental condition reestablishes itself. Yeah, And we're calling the mental condition, we're using the word self to represent it. What it really is, is a mental activity called selfing, which is in memory, when you listen to the narration in the thought system, those systems are constantly in the act of being identified as self. So when a thought is noticed, it, it represents there's a thinker of that thought and you're the thinker. When there's a feeling noticed, you're the feeler. When there's doing noticed, you're the doer. Yeah. So this is the bondage of selfing. Yeah. We take ourselves to be the doer of a lot of shit we have nothing to do with. Yeah, and this is what causes a lot of trouble. And then you try to get out of the trouble as the trouble, which is more freaking trouble. So the program of AA is going to bring about an effect, and that effect is you're going to lose interest in self. Yeah, and when you do, what happens? A lot of things start to happen. You start looking at life and see what you can contribute to it instead of take from it, yeah? You gain interest in other people's conditions. You, you lose interest in your little plans and designs. 
And obviously, when you thought they were your plans and designs, they were all seen as big. So he throws a little bit of a rub right there with your little plans and designs. Yeah. And so there's a diminishing of this overblown mental condition. And therefore, the unsuspected inner resource becomes suspected. And we start relying on that unsuspected resource instead of relying on the problem. Yeah. And that's the way of life. And I believe the way of life progresses, recovery progresses, and you may, you know, get radio signals from that old fucking gravitational field of self. And you may even do something based on its information, but we have the steps to deal with it. You can make amends. Yes, you can do whatever, all these things. So we have a way of life to keep us in balance until we get fortified by the new design or the new way of life, which is reliance on a higher power. That's the, that's the point of recovery. Yeah. So the mental state diminishes. Hey, I feel something that I wasn't feeling when I was completely obsessed with myself and driven to try to feel that. It never fucking worked. Now that I lost interest, I feel it. There you go. You got the you got the formula. You got the principle of the formula. Yeah. Wow. When I'm looking for something, I don't find it. When I finally give up, I see it. Wow, that's pretty cool. You think that's a random phenomena? No, that's a principle. Yeah. So you send self around the corner for a half an hour or for five years or for 35 years and you get to live in a different way and you have a new freedom and a new happiness because it's not based on you as self being free and happy. So you have a new freedom from self, not as self and a new attitude and outlook, not seen through the lens of self, but which sees, sees the lens of self, sees it. You start seeing what used to defeat you and you bring that shit to step six and seven. And what actually happens over time, you don't go to eight and nine anymore. You don't because you don't act out and you don't have to make an amend. So where's my list of the people I have to make amends to? I don't have any for today. When are you going to make your amend? For what? Nothing happened. So I just, I just shrunk the program to 10 steps. Hallelujah. Yeah. So now I'm right in the maintenance steps. And I'll tell you something, a spiritual condition is the highest form of maintaining a spiritual condition. So when you realize you're not this mental idea and you find out you may be of spirit, that's going to go a long way in keeping you in that condition that the problem does not exist for you today. Hallelujah. I've been in that for a long time and it's not a unique phenomenon. There's many, I know a lot of people that have been freed from the bondage of self. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't see them in this room, but ah. <laughs> I know they're somewhere, somewhere out here, hopefully. <laughs> so, so yeah, this is just these readings, these readings. Do you really believe that you as self has, gets a spiritual condition? Do you really believe that? Or the, is there a loss of interest self in self and then there's the spiritual condition? Do you really believe self is going to become spiritual? It's going to look like it's spiritual with its weird idea what that looks like. You know, yoga clothes, loving gaze, a monotone. Yeah, when they're at home, they're perverse and doing fucking crazy shit. Yeah, you can't, yeah, yes, everyone gets dirty here. Everyone. Yeah, there, there's no saints, as we say in AA. So you realize a lot. Yeah. And I feel what I've realized is more about the exact nature of the dilemma. And I have no interest in becoming a master of step four or anything else. I just want to share with you. Uh, I feel it's right there on page 64, a clear description of the exact nature of the wrong and 
basing an inventory on its manifestations in our lives, not our manifestations in our lives. Yeah. And so stop calling resentments yours. And I bet you you'll be released from resentment. Yes. Yeah. And then if get clear, stop calling mental anxiety fear. It, you're giving it too much fucking credit. Fear is a valid emotion. Yeah, it's here to, to, for us to have an appropriate response of fight or flight in a situation that's actually happening. Mental anxiety is made up. It's made up. False evidence is appearing real to us and we're flipping out as if there's a threat when there isn't a threat. Yeah. So let's, you know, I'm just humbly suggesting, let's get a little more specific with our uh communication because we get sloppy and we're calling anxiety fear and we're calling resentments mine and and it's uh this idea of you hate yourself that's bullshit yeah something may hate itself i don't think it's you hating yourself yeah and you're your own worst enemy i don't believe that your worst enemy is not you it's truly this is how it be. This is why it's your own worst enemy. It has you believing it's you. That's the, that's exactly the point we come here every week. Yeah, let's try to pound this invitation and see if it works. Take a five minute inventory. Write down your resentment and then write down a resentment. Write down your resentment and see what you did and you being selfish or self-centeredness and then write down a resentment and see self's manifestations in your life, which is self-centeredness and self-seeking and frightened. Same information. Try it both ways. Write it down as if it's yours, and then write it down as if it's something else's, and see which one provokes or produces a traveling lighter. Check it out. You don't have to do a three-day fucking you know, sweat with writing and you know, mea culpas for 20 hours. Five minutes. Resent, we'll start right here. Wendy left me once when I was my first uh, fairy princess in AA. A marriage, uh, a relationship made in AA hell. I had six months, she had three months. Here I am. She leaves me finally, probably the smartest move she made. We both were incapable of having a viable relation with another person. Finally, we got, at least she got the message. Yeah. So she leaves me. All right. I resent Wendy. Okay. Simple. First column. Very clear. Everyone who's in a bar today does the first two columns. They're super clear who they hate and why. And they're bitching to the guy or the woman next to him at the bar fucking for hours. Yeah. And it just leads to another drink. Recovery has four columns. It moves you from being super clear who fucked you and to see your role in things. We're, we're just offering another possibility. After you see your role in things, tell the truth. Don't you see something else's role in your things? Doesn't there seem to be a whole lot of selfing going on when it comes to the fourth column or the fifth column when you finally check it out? Well, so here's Wendy left me. I'm fucking pissed off that she left me. All right, why? We look, the third step, the third column is the instinctual agendas that all action figures are driven by, yeah? There's a social instinct, emotional, material security instinct, and uh, sexual ambitions. We look at those three things because most of our reactions to life are being seen through that lens, yeah? And then we get to the fourth column and we look at our role in it. All right. So Wendy left me. What did it affect? It affected my relationships with Wendy and my relationship with Wendy's maid also. It affects my, my uh, self-esteem. I thought I'm, I'm a ladies man. It affected my pride. It affected my material security. Um, uh, Wendy's rich. I'm not. There goes the BMW. There I am in the Pinto again. Yeah. 
So it threatened my my financial security and it affect, it affected my emotional security because when I have enough money, I feel somewhat better than when I'm flipped out and don't have any money. So emotional material security have been completely threatened in my view from Wendy leaving me. Sexual, yes, I'm gonna miss having sex with Emil, uh, Wendy and I'm gonna miss having sex with the maid, yeah. So my sexual ambitions are fucking threatened. Yeah, I'm not gonna see either of them anymore. Okay, there's my three columns. What do I do? I ask four simple questions. Where was I or am I selfish, self-seeking and frightened? There's a hint, there's a little clue in those two statements, the word self. Yeah, just a little clue of the real culprit. The first two are self-centered, self-centeredness, and self-seeking and frightened. I mean, it's right in our face. And then there's inconsiderate and dishonesty, which really come out of self-seeking and frightened and selfishness. So it's self that has defeated us. Yeah. So all right, own it. All right. I was selfish. Why why was I selfish? I don't really even like Wendy. Trying to sustain this thing is because of the BMW and the fucking maid and everything. Yeah. So I'm selfish and I'm inconsiderate. And I'm dishonest and I'm self-seeking and frightened. I don't even want to be with Wendy, but I'm afraid without Wendy, I'm not going to have all this other stuff. So you just see it. Yeah. And what you see is not you. It's what has defeated you. This is how this is how this is the point we're presenting. Yeah. First few years, yeah, look at your role in things. Because obviously, my main drive when I was a kid, I felt I was super responsible for too much shit. If I was sitting in the classroom and someone walked in and they yawned, I took it personally. I thought they were yawning because they saw me as a boring fucking person. Yeah. I was inordinately responsible. When my father got ill and they had it, my mother explained it to me and the doctor explained it to me, how I felt was, what did I do to cause my father not to want to play with me? That's, re that's a weird responsibility, yes? Overly responsible. Getting loaded gave me freedom from that. So now I've got to become responsible again. But there's another step. When you see your role in things, tell the truth about what self's role is in your things. Yeah? Why not? If you keep calling you are what has defeated you, I bet you that defeat's going to continue. Yeah? In fucking spiritual ashrams or in a fucking crack house. Yeah? But if you see that which has defeated you as not you, the possibility that we can be free from it becomes available. It's profoundly different than trying to be free as it. Profoundly. Changed my whole recovery. Completely. Yeah. I saw it. I saw self as foreign to me, like a pathogen, uh, parasitical movement, demonic possession, whatever you want to call it, I realized my experience was true. I felt like I was being used for transportation. I felt something was living through me and, and I was left holding the bag constantly of the consequences. Yeah. Don't tell me that I did that shit that I did while under the influence. I just don't see it that way. Do not. Yeah. So I was driven by a hundred forms of what? I was driven, made decisions based on self that later put me in positions to be hurt. Yes, it's written all over the book. Something has defeated us and it's not us. Yeah, there you go. That's the message here. You wanna just have contempt prior investigation or you can have contempt and do a five minute inventory and just tell me, tell me, have you ever seen a resentment that can live for 60 years? But I've seen a lot of resentments living as someone's, like a my resentment can live for 60 years. What's giving the resentment the life it's living on? Not the resentment, it's us, yeah? 
we're allowing to be, we're being fed on, tell you the truth, I feel. I think this selfing is like a parasitical movement and it's just sucking us dry, literally. Yeah, and there is a freedom. That's what we pray for in step three. Please relieve us of the bondage of self. What's the bondage of self? The act of being identified as something that you're not. Yeah, that's the bondage. Yeah. If you have a better way that works for you, far out. That's how it worked with me. Still does. This happened like my seventh year, I think. It got very clear. And now that's you know, like 30, uh, that's 28 years ago. It's been established as the new attitude and the new outlook and the new view for 28 years in our life. 28 years, this new attitude, this way of seeing things has been established in this event. 28 years, nothing has come to take its, take its place. There's no further answer that I needed. I got exactly what I finally needed, a recognition of what I'm not so I can find out what I am. Yes. And I'm just passing it on because it's the least I can do, tell you the truth. Yeah. If I could dance it, I would love to dance it. If I could make a performance art presentation and I had ambition to do it, I would do it that way. If I could stand on my head and move my toes so you would somehow subliminally get that you're not self, I would. Yeah. But this is the platform. Here you go. Yeah. You may not come back Thursday, but I'll be here. Yes. That's right, I will. When I hit this, hit me, it told me very clearly, if I don't see this thing as other than me, I'm going to be looking from it the rest of my fucking life. I'm going to be looking at, at spiritual growth from self. I'm going to be looking at happiness from self. I'm going to be looking to get a new attitude and outlook as self. It fucking doesn't work. Yeah. So there you go. Resentment. Let's call it fear, but I believe mental anxiety. Resentment, mental anxiety, and acting out in the pursuit of what I want and running over people because what I want is more important than considering the other people driven by self. All right. They're not my resentments. They're not my anxiety. They're not my actions. I was used as transportation. Yes. I maybe went to 30 bank robberies, but I was the Toyota they drove. I did not go in and rob the bank. Yeah. So let's throw the right fucking thing in jail instead of us. Can you imagine people living now 35 years sober and they're still constantly returning to a resentment or a fear? It's like, when does the statute of limitations ever arrive? Even this, in a merciless world of corporate whatever, at least our judicial system in America has a statute of limitations. You can't be fucked over for that long for doing something. Yet the head, does it have one? It goes on for 40 years. And it will keep going on. It's the golden calf. It doesn't want to lose your resentment. It milks it. It milks you from the with the mental anxiety. It has you tithing constantly a little bit of fear with the hopes that the big foot of, of the heavens won't step on your head. It's like fucking an extortion racket. You know, if you do this, it's just insane. False evidence being presented up here, appearing real. Yeah. Does false evidence appear real? Can it appear real? No. Can it appear real to what's real? Yes. So false evidence being presented in this head can appear real to this, to what I am. Yeah. I am the one that makes the false or the true appear. 
False evidence appearing real, false evidence not appearing real. False evidence not appearing real does not lead you to jail, usually. False evidence appearing real, you may get a jail sentence. Yes. So, yeah, there you go. Release the Krakens, Mike. All right. Well, does anybody have any questions or comments for Paul today? If you do, please use the raise hand feature. And so, so Paul, last time you and I met together, I came up to your house and um, I brought a small inventory and I did it just like how you um, how you suggested, and we went through it in in the back of your house and in your garden, and um, you know I think we got through like half of them. You know, there was just a small list, but we only got through a couple of them. And um, and and I remember you asking me, you know, who is that I? Who's that? Who is that that has the resentment? And I remember I, I felt like I felt like a deer in the headlights looking at you, like I didn't know like I didn't know how to answer that, you know. And then we went about our day, and I left, and and it was like 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 an hour and a half on my three hour ride home that it dawned on me as to it, it finally, like I, I saw a glimpse of what you were talking about. And um, I remember calling a friend and, and I said, you know, oh, it didn't help. You know, I went up there and it didn't help. And, and it wasn't, it, it took, it took a little while for it to, um, to rest within me. So when, when I, when I realized what the glimpse that I saw was that there was nothing there. That's right. Don't you see, this is why a lot of help can be a disservice because it reinforces a lie that that thing is true. Yeah, it's right. tricky. You need to know how to navigate the waters. You do. It's not like uh, the subterfuge isn't simple and everyone wants to keep it simple, but the subterfuge doesn't keep itself simple. It confuses us, yes? It gives us the best of intentions and produces opposite effects. And we start, we getting really, it's perplexing when we're frustrated because how we think things are and how they move and how they should be isn't the way things are going usually, yeah? Right. In other words, we're out of step. And so of course we try to manage and control <laughs> to get some kind of security in a very insecure event called living. And it doesn't work. Yeah. Maybe you it will work, seemingly work with a lot of denial, you know, shrinking down your life, making it really small so it can look like it's controllable. But there's a lot of loss in that. Yes, there is. The, the Elan Vital of living gets extracted. Yeah. Yeah, it's not, it's, I mean, it's, the flavor is gone, really. Yeah. So, of course, do you, in my humble assessment right now, I have said what I'm saying as clear as I could possibly say it. It has nothing to do with how I'm saying it. It's how you hear it. Yeah. Right. That's all. So you heard it the way, an hour and a half later, you heard it. There was a resonance, and that resonance will probably have a huge effect in your life. That one little verbing, like uh, a, a reverberation that wasn't like all the other reverberations. Yes? It was like a little, what? That's a weird noise. And then you recognize something. Exactly. It's what we're trying to do here. Yeah? There's a, there's a bell in you that's going to recognize this note. It is. Yeah. When this unsuspected clangor goes off, it's going to vibrate in your bell. Yeah. And you're going to see something and it's going to allow a traveling lighter in this life. And really, truly, what more do you want? Yeah. So if your way isn't working or you feel like there's other possibilities, well, stay open to them. Yeah. Yeah. There's no leaving. This isn't like either I do this or I do recovery. Recovery is a huge umbrella. 
this either or is bullshit. It's like a black and white vision that's not even vision. It's it's a form of looking coming from self-centeredness, yeah? Either I do this or I do that. Have you ever thought maybe you can do both? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's insane. Yeah. We're being directed and led by something that doesn't have our interest at heart. It doesn't. It really doesn't. It wants to be right at your expense. And you're probably going to end up being really right and really alone in this life. Yeah. Yes. It's, so this is a possibility. I was doing what we all did in recovery. Man, I was living the life. I had adapted pretty well to the principles of AA. I had used the skillful means, the serenity prayer, the gratitude list, all that. I was getting better, you know, the way I was moving and 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 uh, responding to life was getting more in sync. And then this was the clincher. I saw that which has defeated me as other than me. And the reason why I have been trying to be free as self, I couldn't entertain I could be free from self. And that's what was given to me. I could see that I'm not that which I that uh, is defeating me. Therefore, I can be free from it. Not I can rehabilitate it. No, I can train it. No, I can make sure, you know, have the doggy bags to pick up its shit every day. No, free, free from it. In other words, a relaxed day without without being under that cloud of the bondage of self. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And I don't believe, you know, everyone says the disease progresses. I believe recovery progresses also at a function, at a quantum level, a quantum level. You can leap places that you could never travel to. You can leap there. This higher power can reveal a whole lot in a very little bit of time. Yeah. And then it'll just sort of like a time release formula. It'll just release over the next few months and you'll recognize the source of when it showed up with this power. And there's a lot of honor and gratitude builds in you. Yes. Really. Man, being directed by this other force is... Yeah. Mm. Yeah, it's a journey well, you know, well spent. I've been 35 now years. It's awesome. There's been phases in this life that I have absolutely no connection whatsoever to. Yeah. They're truly like clouds in the sky. They dissipated. Yeah. They don't hold any weight, anything. It's like I can I feel like I've been in I've been transported into a sober planet or something. Just, there, was, there was no idea of drugs or some or drinking or anything. That possibility was never entertained. That's what my head's like. I don't care whatsoever about any of that shit. <laughs> yeah. And I used to have this urge of wanting to escape ever since I've been about six, five or six years old. And I didn't know what it was, but something was uncomfortable, really uncomfortable. And I wanted out. And of course, at that young age, I was just reading science fiction and Edgar Allan Poe and watching Twilight Zone and horror movies. Just anyway. And then uh, got introduced to certain things and then I found alcohol at 12, 13, I think 12, 13 years old. And I didn't know what I was looking for, but I knew that was what I was looking for when I was given that beer because I lost interest in self. I did temporarily. Oh, it was great. And then I just went off for it, you know? And of course, being a fucking drunk at one in the afternoon isn't that attractive. So do a lot of cocaine. It covers up the drunkenness and so on and so forth. And you just went on and on and on. And then, man, takes me too long to get high. Just shoot some drugs in my vein. <laughs> I'll get a, 
I can't get it any faster than that. Just all right, I can. I can shoot it in my neck. That will go quicker into the, the brain than the, my arm. Yeah, and I mean, yeah, fuck, went all the way. And I learned a lot. I learned you can't get out of an imaginary place. The hell I was trying to escape was of my head's own making. <laughs> it was. Yeah, it blew my mind. It did. When I finally gave up the ghost and lost interest in escaping, it was awesome. It's been awesome. I've been completely planted in this place for years now. <laughs> completely a hundred percent all day day night sleep awake i'm here <laughs> we put up the white flag years ago i <laughs> uh, know what i was what re was revealed the reason why i can't couldn't get out of here because i'm not in here really this is just a mirage appearing to be real yeah it doesn't lighten the punches or shit when you're getting when you're getting punched, but in an overall theme, you realize uh, things better left unsaid. You know they just fill you with recognition, and you live from there. Yeah, it's not meant to be shared all the time verbally. That's for sure. But you just live from what's been shown. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm telling you, the problem resides in the mind. And it's the mental activity of being identified as the doer, the feeler, the thinker, the dreamer, the actor, the haver, the loser, the one, the only, all that. Yes. And it has its own way of looking to support that story, which is called self-centeredness. So everything we see, we see how it pertains to us. That's self-centeredness. It's a way of looking. Yeah. We seem to be saddled with that way of looking. Yeah. So we see things as how it pertains to us. That's basically it. It's hard to put ourselves in other people's shoes. Yeah. It's a stretch for us to really be considerate. Yeah. Because the the, the fallback, the, the fault mechanism, it's all about me. Yeah. Thank God that me it's all about isn't you. It's great. It's great news. Hallelujah. Truly. Truly. So here we are. Anyone, Mike? No, no, I don't see any hands up. Anybody have any questions or comments for Paul today? So, so Paul, even even like even like when you get finished watching the first uh, the 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 first series of the episode, or you watch the last episode of the first series of Bloodline, and yeah. uh, and and I did that with my wife, and 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 I remember she at the end of the last episode, she looked at me, she goes, "You don't get triggered by this." <laughs> the cocaine and alcohol use that goes on here and i was like well no because the problem's been removed you know so yeah. i'm not you know i can see it for what it is today but um what you were just saying a little while ago about you know that it, you know it not existing you know like it, you, you don't get triggered by those episodes because <laughs> there's a lot no no okay. i got triggered by the good writing and the character development. Yeah, you should talk about that. No, <laughs> yeah, I thought yeah. bloodline, you know, I had knee operations, so I was laid up. And I thought bloodline was written really well and good characters. And I like the setting of, of shitty stuff happening in Florida for some reason. Ah. I do. I like the when they have detective stories in Florida, it gets to be gritty and shitty and shit. I like them. Yeah, but I like the writing yeah, and the dialogue. Yeah, a lot of lot of, a lot of self-centeredness in that movie. Well, yes, they're all that's why they were all like icebergs. There was tons yeah. of shit underneath and they were all getting ready for big <laughs> collisions. Yeah, it was great. Oh yeah. And it just keeps mounting and building and building. That's and right. 
if anybody hasn't seen it, man, it's, do yourself a favor. Yeah, I thought it was excellent. I swear it, it captivated me when my knee, you know, the head wanted to dwell on the pain. Right. It got, it got absorbed in the pain of these characters instead of the pain of this character. <laughs> you would travel a lot lighter through your life if you were watching it on TV. <laughs> You'd have some healthy distance. It's your you're in the TV. <laughs> And it seems so dramatically real. But if you can see it being played out on a TV, it gives you a lot of distance, yes? Yeah. This is what happens when you see it's not you. Yeah. Yeah. Right. You see that Paul, especially taken over by alcoholism, was an action figure in a movie. And there was tons of Pauls out there. I used to run into me a lot. Yeah. <laughs> We're all thinking we're extremely unique, but we were all this. We were the same model of fucking asshole addict alcoholics. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's tons of us. <laughs> yeah, so so it's nice, and at least you know, bloodline. The story was well, well written. Some of the shit I, <laughs> I I don't know. I I could have used a much better writer. <laughs> right. It turned into a slapstick comedy tragedy. Like, who gets run over twice by the same car in one night? That's sort of fucking hard to do. These things don't happen to normal people. They happen to people fucking loaded, doing shit, going places, and finding themselves like... <laughs> it's just mind-boggling. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Paul. Uh, Jacob... How you doing, my friend? Hey, Michael. Hey, Paul. Jacob. Yeah, I just want to chime in about just triggering, um, you know, because I used to shoot dope in my neck as well. And when you said that, there was kind of a, there was a bodily reaction. Oh, yeah. But then it was accepted and forgotten. And I was reminded of something you told me a while ago, because this is how I know the message is working and that I know that I'm traveling lighter. Um. You know, as addicts and as true addicts, we're we're plagued by dope dreams and I still get them to this day. Fuck, I had one last night. But I remember telling you about that and about like feeling as though like, what the fuck is wrong with me? Why isn't my subconscious getting it, et cetera? But the way that you responded to that, where, where you said, uh, you said, hallelujah, you woke up from it. That's how you know. Like when the dream happened, you wake up from it. Hallelujah. Same thing as, as any nightmare or any any triggering. Uh, it, it's like this this yes. message is alive. And yes. it, See, the alive triggering the is yeah. good. The triggering is good with this attitude because it's not you that's triggered. Yeah. Yeah. So you see the disease in a dormant state gets triggered, and it's a good reminder, it's still there dormant yeah. or not yeah absolutely so triggering has great value because what gets triggered is not you so you yeah. see it you're reminded again yes yeah yeah and i felt that just a, just a moment ago i felt it. it it the body was triggered and perhaps there was a memory of something that was triggered but it was definitely recognized that it's it's not me i'm with i'm with you bro i the same thing happens and then with the drug dreams, it's like a freebie, really. Yeah. <laughs> I can fuck around. I go or here and there, and I'm not, the police aren't in my bedroom when I wake up. To me, that's progress. Right. Yeah. So mine are always so frustrating because, like, either the needle won't have a, well, I don't need to get into it, but yeah, yeah they're always all, they're all fucked but you up. You see the trigger, the yeah. trigger triggers not you. You see? Yeah. This is the yeah. beautiful thing. So, know how they talk about you know the disease is doing push-ups when you're whatever yes yeah. so basically it lays in a dormant state but it's not it's not a weakened state it's just dormant yeah just yeah. like when i got i was in that drug and alcohol program for two years and then i went out and that thing woke up mm. and became active in this life yeah tore me a new one 
So sometimes it's important to see. I don't, I'm not saying to go look at fucking, you know, sure. Requiem from for, from a dream. For a dream, yeah. I brought a newcomer once there. That really shook him up, though. It was good news. <laughs> but I'm not saying doing that. But when things, when something triggers, it's not you that's getting triggered. Yes, it's the programming that is not you getting triggered with the memory. Yeah. And it's a good just in case it's starting to saddle up next to you and starts saying sweet nothings. You recognize, hey, bro, those six feet of distance get back. Yeah. 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 It's not a bad thing. I don't feel. Yeah. I'm with you. So I watch those things. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's a juicy, oh, how are you going to recognize that which hides in the weeds? You br- mm. bring it out. Yeah. Mm. And when you bring it out and you see it, take it, bring it to step six and seven. That's our, that's our recycle renewal uh, bin, you know? Yeah. It's six and seven. You say, oh, Wow. There was a triggering of those memories. All right, I like those memories to be reconfigured. I probably could be put to better use. I can't do it, but hey, I believe the power can. I'm entirely ready for it to do it, and I humbly ask it to do it. There you go. Yes? Why do you? Why would you ever come to that conclusion? Hey, it's been working in my life. I have yeah. a lot of faith that something did for me what I can't do for myself, so here it goes, six and seven. Yes? You know how much power there is in the recognition when you realize something did for you what you couldn't do for yourself, mm. like getting struck sober and stuff? You fucking should build a temple there and worship there every day. There's a lot of mojo in that. A lot of mojo. That's what fuels step six and seven, is that something has restored you to sanity about the insanity that precedes the first drink and it was no human power yeah and it's always available at all times right where you are with no requirement necessary bring six and seven on yes don't you feel it you feel it i mean you can think something you can believe something but when there's a tactile feeling of it that's power, a lot of power. And mm. I think all the all the steps really, really get their bounce off of that, that trampoline of something did for you what you couldn't do for yourself. In my case, my whole attitude and outlook of is that to expand what I can't do for myself. And that's always yeah. happening. Yes. That's always. always the case. It's happening. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This is it. So. I've got one theme with a few arms or let's say digits of principles, but one theme, and that is something can do for me what I can't do for myself. I'm not managerial quality. There you go. Yeah. And so now the dilemma of powerlessness is not a dilemma. My admitting powerlessness is the source of power. Yeah. There's no dilemma there. I understand that when I'm exhort, when I'm, exerting power i don't have i'm going to experience powerlessness i'm going to get frustrated i'm going to get more worried i'm going to get anxious all this shit yeah but if i admit i'm powerless i experience power yeah yeah so it doesn't look like it's going my way i got the ability to sit still and see how it turns yes Mm. yes yes so the power I have comes from the admittance of powerlessness. That is not a rare phenomenon. That's a principle in AA. Mm. That's how it works. That's the theme. You have it by giving it away. That's the theme. You're onto it now. You're living it now. Yeah. Now your cockeye way of seeing is getting straightened out. Yeah. Because you're not looking through the self-centered lens. You're looking from another lens. And you're seeing the self-centeredness. Yeah. 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 This way of life. Yeah, it is seems that if, if we can was... sincerely stop playing God, then what we're left with is I am nothing. It's it's the hand in hand. 
Well, you just admit you're not that which is playing God. Right. Really, because that which is playing God would love to vow not to play God, which is sure. just more playing God. Sure. So you just bypass that shit and you realize <laughs> I'm not that which is playing God and let it play God. But the theater that it's playing God is going to shrink very, very, very much. Yeah. I swear to God, it's not going to be playing big arenas. It's going to be little dive bars now. <laughs> Seriously. Seriously. Yeah. Yeah it's, yeah. it's not an active stopping. It's more of a, a, a pausing. Well, you kid, it's going to, that's its habit is to play mm. God. Right. It's not going to change that. You just see mm. it's not you. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I fell for that early on trying to stop playing God as that which is playing God. It doesn't fucking work in my book. Mm. Yeah. All power to you if it's worked. But I realized that that which is playing God, when it tries to stop playing God, is playing God. It's, that's the way it goes. Yeah. So I just saw that it's not me. And then it now it's playing God, but it's mostly, instead of like a dramatic CNN production, it's a Comedy Central little sitcom. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> its power and its sphere and its range has been severely shrunk. <laughs> and it's funny. It's not funny when it's leading you to jail. It's <laughs> funny when you see what used to lead you to jail. It is. It is funny. Yeah. I mean, I know I recognize the road I was looking down to escape was a dead end, but I would do it anyway in the past. Hmm. now i see it as a dead end i don't go there but that's funny because the head sees it the same way yeah it sees it as yeah it's a dead end but i'm getting out of here <laughs> you don't know how many times i got arrested thinking i was going to escape running down a dead end <laughs> oh. I'm not going to be arrested that way anymore. That's for sure. I see it's a dead end. <laughs> yeah. So the quit playing God is uh, the head. Yes. Yeah. And we're, when we're in the act of being identified as the head, we're actually thinking we are that which is playing God, seemingly. And then when we hear that I have to quit playing God and we try to quit playing God as that God playing, it doesn't work. Mm. So I saw it as I'm not that and I'm not interested in it stopping or not. I just rather see it comedically instead of seriously. And that's been the result. I didn't try to make it a comedy. It just appeared. It appears to be a, com a comedy. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. I can see how, like, in the moment, it's kind of policeman thief where I, f I see that I'm playing God or I see that whatever, whatever the situation. And as opposed to, to actively trying to stop, just asking the question, who's playing God? Yes, just see right. it, awareness. See, the thing... Yeah. It wants us to be aware of a lot of shit. It doesn't want us to be awareness. It wants to direct what we're aware of all fucking day, the head. It does not mm. want us to be aware. Yeah, because we'll be aware of it. And mm. it doesn't want that. It wants the awareness to be seen as it. But will you and I will become aware of it. That's a different position, very different. Yeah. Yeah. This is what the process does. The unsuspected inner resource does not stay an unsuspected inner resource. Yeah. It doesn't stay that. Mm. It becomes very relied and trusted inner resource. Mm -hmm. And it becomes the basis of our living, so where our faith is in something reliable now instead of our faith was in something unreliable. What a huge move, yeah? Rather sus. It needed us to be on an operating table and not get up and don't play doctor and we have a way of life to keep us on that table and not to play doctor and don't get up. And then these things, this shift occurs. 
Yeah. And now you're established in another condition. Yeah. And you'll see that other condition was acting as if it would love to be another condition, all the while reinforcing the other, the old condition. You see that now from a new condition. Yeah. Mm. So you don't fall for its little shenanigans like you used to. Yeah. It loves to be a spiritual giant as long as it's the spiritual giant. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the message. Eh? Yeah. Thank you, Jake. I'm happy. So happy I've met you and we've had a, an ongoing relationship from that. And I hope it doesn't, I uh, hope it continues. Ditto. To the end of time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. I have a, I have a sincere liking for Jacob because I know. Yeah. Yeah. A heart that has been squeezed as much as his is going to really expand when that grip is taken off. Yeah. I'm with you, bro. Simpatico. Yeah. You're just a better looking guy and a great artist. And younger. And a couple of other. <laughs> Let's not go on that. That's a long list at the moment. Yeah. Hey, hey, Paul, I have a, I have a question in chat um, that someone posed. If I could read it to you, please. Yeah. Um, okay. It says, my question is, is resentment slash anger a form of selfing? Because when I feel these emotions, like I did in a physical meeting yesterday, I took something personal and I felt myself getting out of character, but not to the extreme, just being snappy. See, there's anger. Well, resentment is usually based on a way of looking at things. Yeah. And we're, and we're seeing everything as, as we're seeing it from the past. So there's a triggering of a re-feeling, which what's, that's what the word resent means, right? Re-feel. Re means again and feel, sent, sentary or something. So that's what's going on. What, what, the selfing does is the claiming of the resentment as yours and the claiming of the anger as yours. Yeah. So in this life, as an action figure, anger and shit like that are going to come up, but uh, they're going to be much different if they're not claimed by the selfing. Yeah. Now the selfing is going to claim them, but if you see it, then they're not being claimed by the selfing, yeah? So then anger and, and resentment can be incredible learning uh, events instead of another fucking failure of something you want to hide and deny. Yeah, so the selfing just gives meaning to what it claims. That's the trick, yeah? So anger and resentment does, doesn't necessarily mean selfing. There can be a, a reaction to the anger and resentment that is definitely the act of selfing, yeah? Because the action figure is programmed to see things from the past, yeah? It lives a life with based on memory and comparing, yeah? So the action figure is gonna react to things and sometimes arrive at a resentment. But where they're, the head is saying it's yours, yeah? And it's you doing it. This is the selfing. Yeah, so I hope that was a little clear. So, yes, yeah, see, this isn't about, oh, every time there's uh, anger, that's selfing. No, every time there's anger, there's anger. That's clear. Not every time there's anger is there selfing. Yeah? You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 So anger doesn't make the selfing. The selfing claims the anger and then gives meaning to it, which is it's yours. And you shouldn't have it or you should give it to them or whatever. 
but there's a claiming of it that makes it into something other than it could have been. So the selfing is a real, uh, it's like adding flavor to a lot of shit. And after you've eaten that, all that shit with that flavor in it, it's like a poison in a sense. Yeah. Yeah. But anger is huge energy. If directed correctly, it's cool. A lot of meetings were started by anger. Yeah. 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 People yeah. got pissed off about it and they started a new meeting. So anger being directed by a, let's say a clearer position has great value. Yeah. Yeah. Again, you know, we're trust or faith. Yeah. yeah. We're not a person who has trust. We are trust and faith. So it says perhaps there's a better way. And it presents the both the two ways that recovery or AACs, which is trusting or us, right? Trusting or having faith in self or trusting or having faith in the infinite. Yeah. Trust or faith in the finite self or trust and faith in the infinite. Yeah. We are the trust and faith. What we are put into is going to produce incredible effects. Yeah. We've seen what faith can do put into selfing. Yeah. You can be dominated by what's not happening. False evidence is appearing real as the norm. All of this shit. Resentments are popping up everywhere. Fucking you're held by the past. All this shit. Time is so important. All this shit. And some of us, many of us here, have now seen the effect of us as faith put into the infinite. Yeah? Ease and comfort, feeling pretty chill now. Uh, doing service, yeah, maybe, but of service, yes. All these things start to happen. And you can see how faith looks by the vehicle it's put in, yeah? And we, many of us, have come to the conclusion this is perhaps the better way. <laughs> yeah? Yeah. So. Go to page 52, 53, uh, and, and uh, we agnostics, I think it's there, bottom of 52 and 53, where Bill W. and whoever helped write it really, really go into the idea of faith very uh, potently. And they basically come to the conclusion, you know, whatever's going on, wherever you are at all the time is based on faith. Yeah. And all the time is a pretty conclusive statement. All means all. <laughs> so no matter where or where or what time we're there, faith has been a big player in that. Yes. So Faith is going to manifest in the vehicle it's put in. Yeah. And the two vehicles drawn in the AA diagram is trust or you and I in self or trust you and I in the infinite. Yeah. There you go. So what do we need to tell the truth about? The infinite? No. We need to tell the truth about self. Yeah. What's the truth? You're not that. Yeah. Suddenly you've got the magic formula of how to lose interest in self. You're not self. <laughs> Bingo. It finally works. <laughs> you finally got it. Yeah. And hopefully you never forget it. Yeah. This thing will stay clear. If it clicks for you, it's going to be a clear beacon throughout the years, yeah? You will see that which has defeated us is other than us. It's gonna be very clear, very clear boundary. Yeah, yeah. I hope it helps you. It's helped me a lot and I've seen it help a lot of other people. So I hope it works. Thank you, Paul. Yeah. Anybody else have any questions today for Paul? All right. We'll let you get back to your visitors, Paul.
All right. Well, all right. Let me start saying goodbye. Jacob in Hudson, say hello to Alex. Nice to see you guys. Michael Stacy, as always. Yeah. I like the introduction. It was very short and sweet. Remember, this is not an AA meeting, though. I just want to throw that in there. I don't want to hear from someone with 48 years. Uh, you know, yeah, not an AA meeting. Kerry, as always, nice to see you, brother. Andrew, nice to see you. Kathleen G, thank you for your call yesterday or whenever it was. Very nice. I think I'm going to be seeing Mr. Stinson soon. Yes, yes. Uh, the air in uh, Sicily is perfect uh, to increase the velocity of a Zen bitch slap. Perfect. Yeah, no turbulence whatsoever. Yeah, very nice. Rico Cruz, my main man. Lynn D, yes, looking right through herself. She says, I'm a cloud, but she's actually the sky. <laughs> Paul in Manchester. Not Manchester by the sea, Manchester, UK. Yeah, yeah, yes. Mike, Mika, Mika Jan Christian, I hope I got it right, from Finland. Mm -hmm. Andrea, nice to see you, Andrea. Roman, ah, oh, Roman. Roman. I'm not in Rome yet, but I will be. Nice to see you, Roman. Soon. Tom, Denver. Al, Vegas. Vegas. Make a couple of bets, Al, and come to Sicily. I'd like to, yeah, get you out of that Vegas world. Karen Ray. You're never going to get a cannoli as good in, as in Sicily, bro. Never. Car Karen Ray. Nice to see Karen. Joseph C., as always. Marcus, nice to see Marcus. Rick Rowe, Toronto, John K, J.A., Lucy B., nice to see you, Lucy, yes. John S. in Florida, Tracy, nice to see Tracy. Uh, I'm going to go to the next table here. We got Steve in San Diego, Sean. Sean ate another canary, I think, today. He's got that little Cheshire grin. It's good. Jeffrey in Seattle. He's now picking up ears for people who, who can hear. <laughs> Keith M. Nice to see Keith Miranda. I have Greg here. I don't have him. He's here. She can't see you now. Helen. Victoria N. I think Victoria, I don't know if I've ever met Victoria. Nice to have seen you. Crispy, Mammoth, Lakes, Cassandra, Sam Taylor. Looks like a dog, similar to the one we have. If, if she is, all power to you there, bro. Yeah, Sam. Rich here, Rich now. Jeff P. down in Southern Cal. Where the surface never too big. <laughs> All right. Uh, I think that's it. Thank you, everyone. I'll see you today at 4.30 Pacific time. We have round two. If you <laughs> didn't get knocked out in round one, come back, man. It's going to be a fucking flash punch. It's going to be a liver punch. <laughs> Thank you. Pause and then you'll Thanks, guys. Love you all. Yeah. Bless. Bless up, Thank motherfuckers. You Thank you. Thank you.